I've been playing outdoors since I was a kid, standing by the front door at around two years old, hollering, side, side, trying to get my mom to let me go play outside. Now, after 30 plus years working in the outdoor business, I'm dropping insider conversations every week with brand leaders, guides, marketers, CEOs, and others that make the outdoor business a trillion dollar juggernaut that drives product innovation, revenue, and public policy for everything outdoors. I'm Rick Says. Welcome to the Outdoor Biz Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Joe Chung from As The Joe Flies and MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman. Three of us back together after I was sick last week. Thanks for, for filling in at the last minute. I really appreciate you guys doing that. I just didn't have it in me last week. Yeah, you know what we don't appreciate, Sean? You not letting us know that Amex bought Resi so that 27 different people contact us after the 2700 2700 yeah okay we we're, we apologize to everyone <laughs> for not being as knowledgeable we needed sean here to keep us in line amex owns resi so you know all that stuff we said about venture capital or whatever you can throw that yeah, all it's out just or, amex, it's amex throwing is away money yep, yeah they're just throwing so, away money yeah did anyway, you know that sean Oh yeah, absolutely. I I absolutely knew that right off the top of my head. <laughs> Actually, when I when I saw the comments come in, I remembered it like vaguely, but yeah, I wouldn't have been able to. I wouldn't have remembered off the top of my head. You know, we're just human beings, right? We make mistakes, and uh, yeah, this is like episode what one fifty something, and first mistake ever. You know, that's pretty good. Pretty <laughs> yeah. pretty good. Uh, pretty good track record. Just so it shows like how into the weeds and nerdy about the stuff some people get that they're like, oh yeah, Rezzy in twenty twenty or like it was like peak pandemic and they're buying a uh restaurant reservation system like it's just a weird thing but i think the guy that started resi is like infamous isn't he i'm not sure like i feel like i've seen some bad stuff about it mark can we learn our lesson don't talk about resi okay okay? we don't know anything (laughs) about (laughs) we don't know actually i actually think american express bought resi in 2017 if i remember from from the article i saw so you're you already just triggered everybody else again there you go there so See, sorry, people. <laughs> We're going to cut this all out. Cut this all out. No, I do don't want, cut it out. I, you know, no, I'm not going to cut it out. I want to give a shout out to uh, Joey R. He's the first one that I saw correct. He corrected. He also correct. I appreciate, Joey, you correcting me via DM, you know, so to not publicly put me on blast. So anyway, shout out to Joey. You got the gold medal. Everyone else, you know, if you're not if you're not first, you're last. I liked uh, Danny yesterday sends it to us in the Diamond Slack. He's like, hey, guys, I just wanted to let you know. And we're like, you're not even the top 10, buddy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, didn't yeah. even qualify for the finals, Danny. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Before we get into the show, you can head to mtmpodcast.com for links. And also, you can subscribe to this podcast in any podcast app. If you're on Apple Podcasts, we love five-star reviews. Written reviews help us out a lot as well. Thanks so much for listening. But everything you can find at mtmpodcast.com. So I just got back home. I, I hit the road for just a few more days. I left the family behind and visited the newest theme park in America, quote unquote theme park. Where do you think the newest theme park in America is? Did you drive or fly? Tesla or Air? Jet? No, I I, uh, I flew into Chicago and did a bunch of different parks, but uh, this one is you know it's not in Illinois. Evansville. I don't know. No, it's in the, uh, cor- the cornfields of Iowa. Oh, exactly. Toronto. Waterloo, Iowa. Waterloo, Iowa, in the middle of the cornfields of Iowa. In fact, the theme park is surrounded by cornfields, which is sort of nuts. If you build it, they will come. Well, exactly. I was, I was going the other way. They've never watched Children of the Corn. Like maybe, maybe Halloween weekends is going to be good. 
But yeah, it's uh, it's Lost Island theme park. And they advertised this, you know, Business Insider did an article. They put out a bunch of press when they announced this park a couple years ago. And uh, then when they opened it, Business Insider put out an article saying this new park is going to compete with Universal and Disney. For me personally, I've seen a couple of new parks open and then close in the first year. So it was important to get there the first year. But that was their claim. And in reality, it's not quite that. It's basically an amusement park with some uh, some light theming and then a really good dark ride. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's in the middle of Iowa, which is sort of uh, sort of cool, I guess. I didn't you know, Waterloo, Iowa is bigger than I thought it was. What's the nearest airport that you could even fly into for it? Probably Des Moines. Des Moines is only about an hour and a half away from there. And uh, there's another great park in Des Moines called Adventureland. I don't know if you've ever heard of Adventureland, Joe. The movie. Have... Isn't there a movie about it? I, mean, I don't think There's definitely so. a movie called Adventureland, but I don't yeah, think Yeah, I think it was a different park. Yeah, yeah. But Adventureland in Iowa is famous because they have a recreation of Disneyland's train station and Main Street. So their entrance to the park that you have the train station, you walk under the tunnels, you have a whole main street. And then the rest of the park is a really kind of cool amusement park. But so I got to do both of those things in Iowa. And uh, Lost Island really was a little bit disappointing. It looks like they had this grand idea to build a theme park and then only about 10% of the budget that they needed to really pull it off. So there's like theming really heavy in a few spots. And then there's other spots where you just have a coaster plop down or like just a regular flat ride or some areas where there's isn't even landscaping. And uh, yeah, it's it's sort of crazy. Americana is finest. So what are you doing? You you uh, traveling right now, Joe? It looks like you're not in your regular studio. Yeah, so I'm currently in Virginia Beach. Just finally started vacation. I think a couple weeks ago, uh, I talked about how you know we had to cancel our cruise and stuff like that. And so you know what I wanted to mention in terms of travel is oh, and we had to cancel. You know, we had a house in North Carolina that we were gonna go to with my wife's family but we had to cancel that because of lucky uh, dog non-covid related uh illnesses oh, you know you're like oh yes no in-laws. i mean i would it would have been fine when we got there but you know and i see my in-laws every week so it's not like our relationship is fine but what uh <laughs> what i really was thankful for is not you know we had to drive six hours from new jersey down here to virginia beach and then we would have had to drive another six hours um, to where we were going to stay in North Carolina. So I'm thankful for that, but I'm still, you know, we rented a Verbo and they're going to refund us if they can rent all the dates back out. They only rented four so far. So, you know, I can't count anything as a win until we get all our money back. You know, Mark at the beginning of the summer had talked about how traveling this summer was going to be a bad idea because of all the flights and all that nonsense, which it does seem to be getting better, the flights, just anecdotally from what I'm seeing. But I think the one thing that you missed out on, Mark, is, uh, or you didn't emphasize it as much, is like, especially for us who, you know, we canceled our cruise and now we're thinking of going or we're trying to go on a cruise on Monday, the danger of COVID completely wrecking your plans, that stress, it's not even COVID, like COVID wrecking your plans is one thing, you know, that's, that's bad. But the last, like, two weeks ever since my mom got COVID and we had to cancel that trip. I've been so paranoid about the other six of us getting COVID that like, we're not seeing anyone. Like I barely wanted to see my sister. I mean, that would have been a good excuse anyway, but you know, it's just, it's just like, I'm in this, I'm in this constant state of stress that one of us is going to test positive. I mean, ideally if one of us tests positive, we test positive before we go to Canada you know, and then worse is if we get test positive in Canada and it's just like all these scenarios and it's just, I don't know. I, part of me was like, oh, should we just cancel this cruise 
all together, but we're like committed and the kids like really want to go. I don't want to disappoint them again since their summer has been screwed overall. But in some ways, you know, I think you guys both both have had it semi recently. And plus, you're not planning on going on a cruise. Well, maybe Sean is. I don't know. He's on a cruise like every other day. But it's it's just stressful. Um, and, you know, I haven't been able to enjoy myself as much here in Virginia Beach because I'm just like worried about ruining the next trip. So I just can't wait till this is all over. Either, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get COVID, but at the very least, if I had gotten it when my mom got it, like she's the only one that I'm not worried about. Like my mom can do whatever she wants, <laughs> yeah. you know, send her, you know, send her into the grocery store or whatever. So anyway, that, that's how I've been feeling. And it's, it's been uh, not the greatest. No, like even the stress when, you know, I talked about my family's get together a couple weeks ago and how just my sister getting it like destroyed everything and stressing about potentially somebody else getting it. And then, you know, my brother-in-law ended up testing positive. So it kind of ruined our whole plans, which ended up working out um, in the long run. Like the kids were at the in-laws this past week. So that was kind of nice. We got some time to ourselves, which we talked about last week, but like the for three four days you're just sitting there like stressed out angry and then you're not having fun so it kind of ruins the whole trip even if nothing does happen so i get that well the good thing is after all of this like struggle when you actually get on the ship and you actually get to enjoy it it'll be even that much uh that much better so it'll be uh, it'll be awesome I believe it when I see it, Sean. I believe it I when my feet are on. I think the worst possible scenario, not to stretch you out even more, is not to oh, test. Oh, don't worry. I've thought, I've thought, about, <laughs> not, all, not I've thought about all worst possible scenarios. <laughs> not to test positive in Canada, but like on the cruise ship, you test positive. So you spend all that money and you're locked in a, a room and it's going to cost you like thousands upon yeah, thousands I, of dollars. I think Disney and most of the cruise lines make have been making good in that situation yeah i've already like calculated out the worst time to test positive is day one through three on the cruise you know if you at least test positive day six day seven like i can deal with a day or two of quarantine the second worst time to test positive is or the second worst thing to happen would be to like be symptomatic enough that like you know you have to test after you get back to canada and then you test yourself and you're stuck in canada for a few days so uh rent a car and drive across go (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I mean, it's like, just drive all the way back to Boston. So it'll be okay. I mean, I vacillate being between being super excited because of like the different uh, excursions I set up. Like, so for example, because because of all this, uh, I went all out and for at least two of us, I don't know which two of us will go. I apologize for the floaties being dragged in the background. <laughs> but uh, for two of us, we splurged for the helicopter to dog sledding on a glacier excursion. So those get canceled like 50% of the time because of weather. But, you know, hopefully we'll get to go. So we'll see. How much is that? Baller. It's, it's like $700 per person. It's insane. <laughs> oh it's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I saw that when I did the cruise. I was like, oh, my God, someday I'll, I'll do that. And that's, yeah, that's awesome that you're doing it. looks. This is, this is, this is what happens. Amazing. I mean... I, I had mentioned we actually end up saving a little bit money on the cruise because we book guaranteed rooms instead of, you know, choose your own state. You know, we were like gambling um, because we could see which state rooms were left and it was like three weeks away. And I was like, oh, it's pretty good chance that we'll get these. Um, and, and that worked out well. So we saved some money there. And then it's also like, you know, we I know we're getting some money back from the house in North Carolina for sure, if not all of it. And also it's just, we didn't get to go anywhere in July. Like we didn't get to start our vacation until July 29th, uh, which is like a month after school vacation actually started. So I was just like, YOLO, let's, let's sign up for this. Plus there's a 50% chance it gets no, canceled anyway. Say, you're supposed to say I got the Venture X and I have all these Capital One miles that I'll just use to redeem to wipe it off. 
Yeah, it's because Amex bought Resi and then did these platinum yeah. offers. So, you know, I got to gotta do that. So really quick while we're on the subject of cruises, I haven't looked into this for every cruise line, but Carnival did eliminate testing on shorter cruises. So it seems like the cruise industry is finally moving in that direction. So cruises of five days or less no longer require a test. And then cruises longer than that still require a test three days out for both vaccinated and unvaccinated. They previously had stricter testing requirements for unvaccinated people. So it seems like the the cruise industry is moving in the direction uh, where maybe, I don't know, by the end of this year, you might see that the testing requirements, maybe even sooner than that. I mean, they've already eliminated it on five-day cruises. So it's not a huge step to go to seven-day cruises and eliminate it. So yeah, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah, for anyone thinking of cruising, I mean, what happened was the CDC just basically was, they had all these requirements that cruise lines had to meet to be cruising. And a couple of weeks ago, they were like, ah, oh, forget it. And so because of that, Virgin, Royal, Carnival, like a lot of them have relaxed their testing policies. And now they're also allowing unvaccinated guests to sail, which hadn't happened for a while. I think Disney will be last just because of the kids and stuff like that. But they'll they'll end up doing it eventually. And I do think everything is going back to normal. I think the only thing to note is like if you are cruising out of Canada or through Canada or in Europe or something like that, cruises out of the United States, you're not going to have to worry about that stuff for much longer. Out of Canada and Europe and stuff like that, it's going to be subject to the international laws. So, for example, we were like, oh, is, is Disney going to eliminate testing for our cruise next week? But no matter what, because we're sailing out of Vancouver, they're not. So, Yeah, still a lot to do. I, if you're taking a cruise, I highly recommend reading every email that comes from the cruise line because they will give you everything specific to your cruise. Um, but let's pivot on to, to the next thing. Mark, it's everybody's like worst nightmare to like show up at a hotel you have booked and then it's just like disgusting and nasty. And uh, it hasn't happened to me in a while. It used to happen to me, you know, often. I remember one time flying like a like a, a flight to the East Coast, getting there at like 11 p.m. to this motel kind of place. And there was trash everywhere in the room and like clothes from the people that were there before. They had never cleaned the room, basically. And uh, trying to find another place at like midnight to do it. And it's just customer service. But then I feel like with Miles and Points, we were able to eliminate that. And then enter choice hotels, right? Yeah. And uh, growing up, that was like an Osterman special where my parents would book. They were always searching for like the deal place like or the hidden gem. And we'd end up with a lot of lumps of coal. So we'd have to switch. I can't tell you how many vacations we switched, uh, pivoted to a different place mid midweek or after a couple nights or whatever. It's just it's crazy how often that happened. But since then, not too much. So, you know, my sister, when she came up for... Uh, the, the trip last week or a couple weeks ago when we got the whole family together, she came up towards the end of the week to pick up her kids and wanted to spend one more night in town. So it was boat week in Port Huron, uh, which is like a huge race, which we talked about previously. Uh, so everything was like booked up. Normally I book people at the double tree, which is a really cool hotel right on the river there. And choice was the only one. And it was a uh, comfort in. It was the only one trip advisor had it at like 3.8, four stars, something like that. So I figured it'd be okay. Booked her in there and she called and said, I can't stay here. We went in, the room was so stained and dirty that I went to the front desk and said, hey, we're not going to stay here. This is just gross. So I booked her another hotel like halfway home that uh, she could hang out with and had stayed in the past and, and stuff was around it that they could do. So that was fine. And the front desk said, all right, we'll cancel the room. Um, but you got to get, you got to fill out a form and send it into choice to get your points back, which was like 25,000 points. So she said, okay. And left and, 
you know, I figured it'd be easy. Like, you know, with Hilton or Hyatt where you send them a Twitter DM and you get your points back, but you know, it's choice. So <laughs> you can imagine how that played out. You know, I, I talked earlier on the show, you know, when I was in Copenhagen, how much I enjoyed my choice hotel stay. It still remains the only stay that I've done this year with choice hotels, but it's like a lot of things, right? Everything is good until something goes wrong. And then that's really the true test of a, of a program or a company. Yeah. So I, I went online and they found this form and contact us and I did like missing points or whatever, cause there wasn't a, like a, a, a good way to do it. So I filled it out. A couple days later, I get a response, and it has nothing to do with my missing points. I said in the thing, hey, I booked this room. We didn't stay. Canceled the room. Still haven't got my 25,000 points back. And they respond, sorry to hear about your bad stay. I saw that you weren't uh, signed up for the stay two, get one free promo. So I did that for you. Have a great day. So they, <laughs> they gave me a promotion. I'm like, so I responded to that and said, thanks for signing me up for a promotion that I'll never use because I'm never staying again uh, with your crap hotels, basically. But can you do anything about these 25,000 points? Didn't get a response. So then, and and for whatever reason, Choice, no matter what you do with Choice, every time you contact them or whatever, you immediately get an email to rate their service, which I find crazy because their service is so... So then I get a thing like, rate rate your hotel stay. So I give it all zeros and ones and say, we didn't stay there. It was so dirty. Robbed us of our points. So the front desk manager emails me and says, hey, sorry to hear about your bad stay. Blah, 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 blah. So I respond to her email and say, hey, I'm having this issue with the points. Can you help me with it? Never get a response. Come to find out, I checked like the bill because they never canceled the room. They checked us in and checked us out. And her name was on the check-in. So she was there when my sister was there uh, checking in. And she was the one that got at least, you know, knows of the, the situation. Somebody else checked us out. So I call in and I get a, a, a rep that I could barely understand. And she, super sweet tried her best and she's like okay i have to call the hotel calls the hotel no response tries a couple times they don't even pick up the phone so she's like okay well we'll have to give the hotel three days and you'll have to call back and see what they did and i said well what if like they don't call back you guys can't just give me the twenty five thousand points she's like well no we have to see and it, like basically left up in the air like maybe we can do something at that point i was like what are you talking about so I emailed the girl back again with a screenshot of her checking it in, saying, you were there when you checked us in. You know, they say you need to approve this for the points. Can you please do that? No response. So I'm at the point where, like, I and I filled out another form complaining again, and they sent me an email, and all it said was, uh, yeah, for that type of thing, fill out this other form. So And then each time I'm getting a rate your service uh, level with so-and-so on the call center and so-and-so with the email. And it's gotten to the point, like, I don't even want the points anymore, but I don't want them to have them. Like, I'm I'm almost going to go to the Port Huron Hotel, walk in there, take a whole bunch of lamps and, like, a chair, and just walk out. So I get something for this. I would have loved to see if you had filled the survey out every single time, you know, and you graphed it, and you just see the <laughs> survey responses going down and down and down uh, over time. But, yeah, that, that that is really frustrating, and it feels like they just did you dirty, and they're just... You know, like you just get away with it, right? Like if you just if you just ignore the customer, that they can get away with it, and that that sucks. So go take your lamp. Yeah, like that's you know, like probably like one hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars worth of points. So it's not like it's a small amount. If it was like you know eight thousand, whatever. But I even transferred a little bit of city points over to to get to the number. So lost out there. That's probably what bothers me more than anything. But the rest was from the credit card sign up. But yeah, like 
And they're like, every time you call, oh, thanks for being a gold member and a card member. Well, that obviously doesn't mean anything to you because why wouldn't you just do the courtesy 25,000 points? What does it really cost you? So it's just insane. Yeah, the choice is like dead to me. But I'm going to write up the article and then I'm going to email it and I'm going to send a print copy of it to the GM and mail it to them. And I'm going to post it everywhere on social media and I'm going to try to burn that place down. Yeah, it's crazy that for her to reach out and say, you know, I saw your review and then just not to respond. Like, it's you make a mistake, fix it. And then like the different forms, like like the DMV or something, it's just it's it's like one of those things where upper management probably thinks that they're doing well by sending out these surveys and having all these follow ups. But then nobody on the back end is actually tracking it or there's no system in place to to like make sure that uh, that these problems are resolved and uh, they're putting it on you. And it's you know, it's just not good customer service. Choice obviously is not a high end brand, despite their, you know, what they say in their they press They bought releases. Circus Circus. They bought Circus Circus high end. <laughs> well, that's what they say. You know, their, their, uh, their upscale portfolio, uh, that tells you a lot. But I mean, I, you know, they do have good hotels in Europe, but if a program is going to treat you that way, of course, yeah, why would you? I'll pay double that? to stay anywhere else from now on. Double. <laughs> All right. Well, what about Hyatt? Because let's uh, pivot to Hyatt because John Ryan, our teenage yeah, did, phenom. did Joe dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yep i had to set i had to set that kid straight which uh, i thought he was like a senior in high school he's only a sophomore so props to you john but yeah don't do me dirty like that he said travel advisors always take three days to respond and i was like bro i texted you he's back in five about minutes the hyatt ones not yes, you I, I, yes yes <laughs> he clarified after i after i set him straight you know it's, it's a I'm a high school teacher, you know, that that's my natural reaction to these teenagers. <laughs> yeah, you're used to it. So he wrote a guide on our site for Hyatt Privé, and I just want to start saying it's an excellent article. Like, if if you ever want to know what Hyatt Privé is, and we'll talk a little bit about what it is here, but you can go to the site and get a full rundown on everything that is uh, this program. And basically, this is a way for you to book Hyatt stays. Now, this is cash stays, not points, but also get a lot of the benefits that you would normally get with elite status, things like early check-in, late checkout, sometimes a property credit, free breakfast, a category room upgrade, and uh, it also can stack with globalist benefits, so there's some really interesting sort of things there. To start, the one thing that I learned about about Hyatt Privé from his article is I did not know you could book this online. I think uh, normally you have to go through a travel agent, and Hyatt doesn't work with everybody, right? They only invite certain travel agents, right, Joe, into the program? Yeah, they don't. Yeah, Joe Joe's top ten, and he can't even get in. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. Well, it's by agency, but yeah, it's it's like it's like uh, agencies that do a lot of work with Hyatt, which we don't. So, alas, I cannot. But yes, I know Sp- uh, Spencer Howard said he's able to do it if you're straight to the points. Yes, um, so he's one that's able to do it. But yeah, it's kind of crazy that this one agency figured out how to make it work online. Yeah, and that that's really neat because that's always been sort of a. A roadblock for me. I book a lot of last minute stuff. I I just you know I want to do it. Although I'm using points most of for? the time. So, but anyway, Hyatt Privé. There's a few different things to know about it. Um, first off, there's a minimum two night stay unless you're staying at an Andaz, a Park Hyatt, or a Miraval property. Then you could do it on a one night stay, which would be kind of interesting if you find a property with like a hundred dollar credit. Um, there's some properties in Asia and India that are that are really good. John looked into like what are some of the best values. I think one of the best ones in the U.S. was the Andaz Savannah in Georgia, where the rates often midweek especially are really low, and you get that property credit. And one other thing I thought was really interesting is because you get a one category upgrade, 
And this counts as a direct booking too. So you're going to earn your points. You're going to get your elite benefits even if you book this rate. But let's say you book a Hyatt Privé rate. And I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm, I'm so like in my head now every time I say it out loud. They were bought by American Express too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you book- I, I never heard it out loud. So I'm just trusting you. Uh, yeah, me neither. So let's just uh, let's hope it's right. Uh, I'm sure people will let us know if it's not. Uh, but if you book that rate, let's say you use like a Globalist Suite upgrade on the reservation. So you know you book that rate, use a Globalist Suite upgrade. You technically should be able to get a one category upgrade from that suite that you booked into using the suite upgrade. So there's ways to sort of combine your elite benefits. Another thing is you do get restaurant, you do get breakfast for two in the restaurant. So if you're going to a hotel that has sort of a crappy club lounge that you would get access to as a globalist, you'll get restaurant breakfast instead. So it could be a potential upgrade for breakfast for globalists. So there's definitely some interesting things there. I personally haven't done any of these just because of having to like email an agent and do all that. But now that it's online, I'm definitely going to add it to my arsenal. Anything to add on it? Uh, I mean, I probably never use it because it's cash days, I guess, it's, unless it's just a really good cash rate because... You know, it is select properties. There's a lot more properties than I would have imagined, but like it's all mostly higher end, like Andaz, uh, Park Hyatt, stuff like that. So it's usually going to be more expensive cash rates. I mean, maybe like Middle East and, and parts of Asia and stuff like that, you can find a really good rate. But I think domestically, it'll be somewhat limited. Maybe like, uh, you know, the Andaz Savannah or, or one in New York City on during a weekend in, in the financial district or something. Um, but I think that's the the kind of thing you come up against. But the way, I mean, if you're trying to figure out what this is, I feel like it's basically Amex uh, FHR, but just for Hyatt's um, and then a select, you know, portion of the Hyatt's for sure. And they, it, once they roll it out for Hyatt places, I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my understanding is, you know, I'm not too familiar with the properties that are overseas, but uh, my understanding is that some of those are pretty good value. And so... You know, whether it's you're deciding to splurge or uh, you're in a certain area. And I, I think, you know, it's funny when you were talking about choice hotels. Um, every time we check into a new... Their uh, booking service private is called Chate. <laughs> Do I have to bleep that? I don't know. <laughs> no, you don't. It's perfect. <laughs> oh, my anyway. God. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, gosh. Um this is like, I'm not even laughing because it was a good joke, Mark. It's just because it was so It bad. was. It was so good. <laughs> Anywho, we realize every time we book one of these houses that we're staying at. Wait, like that, wait. Everybody needs to send us messages because we got hit with Resi. You have to tell us if that was a good joke or not and tag me and Joe. Do not tag me. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to be in Alaska, hopefully. So, you know, I won't see the tags. <laughs> you know Joe's cutting that part out. <laughs> the, the tag him part. He'll come back from the trip and be like, I'm so popular all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Can I finish my point, Mark? I'm going to finish my point. Go for it. Every time we rent a house, like, it's just not, especially beach houses, like we're at right now, it's just not that clean compared to, you know, hotels and stuff like that. And you got to clean your own stuff. And, you know, at this particular house, uh, we're staying on the first floor. So we got to deal with more bugs than the rest of the family. Not too bad, but it's just like, there's something to be said about just going to a nice, fancy hotel and, in the case of Privé, getting an even fancier experience and saving a little bit of money or at least getting a little bit more value for your money. So, you know, I really love uh, 
this article and just the different, you know, it, it is a little bit niche, but when you have a chance to do it, you know, you won't regret it. Whereas, you know, ever, like Jess and I were joking, every time we rent one of these houses, we need to, we need to take a day to adjust like our cleanliness standards um, to, you know, how the house is before My we, mom always we feel comfortable them. there. She goes in there and cleans them. <laughs> yeah, I don't got time for that anymore. So, well, that, that's like, you know, it's a quick tangent, but how is this thing? Airbnb is charging, you know, 200 bucks for cleaning, stuff like that. And then the owners leave you this huge list of like, strip the bed, put the sheets here, start the laundry, you know, wash them, clean the dishes. No, like I'm paying a fee. And what happens if you don't do that stuff? Do they charge you extra? Like I've never, I, I think people just do it out of being, trying to be nice. But yeah. like, no, I would they just like- leave all my crap there. Dude, they 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 write these. Okay, so the most concerning, uh, like um, directive, was if you have an accident in the bed, wash the sheets and replace them. No, it's just please wash the sheets and replace them. So, uh, if someone didn't even see that sign and their kid had an accident in the bed, maybe they didn't even well, like what what are these sheets were on? You know, so so like I actually rewashed all our sheets yesterday. Uh, that because we were like, you know what? Let's just let's just be sure. <laughs> That's better. Sure. At least you had sheets when I was at the Airbnb in Amsterdam. Like we didn't pay attention. I figured the sheets were like in a cupboard or something somewhere. So the bed I had to sleep in just had a mattress cover, pillows with no pillowcases, no sheet, a duvet with no cover. But we didn't realize it until we got back from the bar at like three in the morning. So I had to sleep, sleep on a dirty, <laughs> a dirty mattress yeah. and a pillow with no pillowcase and a duvet and like. <laughs> And then the next day was like sat- Saturday or something, and I felt bad like contacting them. So we just like I was like I already slept in once. What's the difference now? Yeah, no, we got in at like ten o'clock, and then we realized that the kids' rooms didn't have sheets on the bed, so we had to like make all the beds at like eleven by the time the kids were settled. So I mean, they had sheets, but they weren't on them, so we had to put it on. So anyway, like that's like job number one: put sheets on bed for yeah a rental. Yeah, so, you know, sometimes it's nice to stay at the Andas. And it's not like, you know, when you rent a beach house in Virginia Beach or Outer Banks, whatever, for multiple families, like, these houses aren't cheap. So, you know, I know people, like, love Airbnb and house rentals and stuff like that, but it's just, I do both. But let's not let's not kid ourselves that, like, Airbnb is, like, the answer to everything, and it's, like, lovely. It's, it's fine. It's trash. Yeah. <laughs> there is a backlash against Airbnb and these crazy rules, and there's been articles about it. And from what I understand, one of the reasons that uh, owners come up with these crazy rules and put them in print is because that's a way that they can get you with Airbnb. So, like, if there's if you do something crazy and it's not against their rules that they've given you, then Airbnb won't compensate them. But if they say, you know, that you have to do the laundry and you don't do the laundry, then they can charge you for that because they put it in the rules. So that's basically why you see some of these crazy things. And another reason, as you say, Joe, that maybe you want to stay in a hotel. Before we move on, I did want to say, as far as the rates go, you're not paying more to book these rates. You're booking the flexible rate. So it's like the same flexible rate you would get on Hyatt.com, but then you may be eligible for other discounts like a member rate or corporate discount or some other thing that might make it cheaper than if you book through Privé. But uh, as far as uh, that, you're booking the flexible uh, rate. So I highly recommend going to the website, checking out the full article. John Ryan really killed it. Awesome job there. And uh, thanks for uh, for writing that up. 
Yeah, he did a great job. Uh, sorry, I have to hop off. My dad insists on renting some sort of pontoon boat, and I need to be there for the safety Dude, briefing. Pontoon, pontoon's amazing. So enjoy. So it's like party freaking, in slow motion. That's what they call it around here. <laughs> it's like a hundred degrees out. Yeah, party in slow motion with like a bunch of under nine year olds. So it's going to be the amazing. Kid, the kids are going to get to use those floats now. Yes. Apolog- and apologies again for all the background noise today, but you know I'm going to be hopefully gone for the next two weeks. If I'm here next week, I promise you I will be so grumpy on this podcast. But uh, yeah, you can uh, take it out on Han. <laughs> what are you talking about? The same person. All right, <laughs> see you guys later. <laughs> all right, so look, final topic here, Mark. Every uh, so often you update this. You've done the Chase personal card rankings where you you know use the system looking at their welf- welcome offers. What's the annual fee? What are the points worth? What's the current welcome offer? And, you know, what is the most valuable card? And you just recently updated that. And there is a new champion in the Chase welcome offer uh, competition, I guess. I don't know. So there's a new champion, new top card. What is it? Yeah, it's been weird. Like the last couple of times, it's been an airline card, which you wouldn't expect. And that's just because, you know, for whatever reason, Chase is really actually like the last three times. It's been uh, that I've updated. It's been a, a airline card. So it was the Quest card when that launched with the 100K offer. And then British Airways when they had their 100K offer, which they still have the 100K offer, but it's you need to do $20,000 uh, and spend it to get the full 100000 where it used to be 5000 and spend. And now it's the new, the new kid on the block, the Chase Aeroplan MasterCard, which, you know, comes with some caveats it, it you get a 50,000 point certificate after spending $3,000 within the first 3 months and then you earn 10 times on travel and dining purchases up to 51,000. So to the two together is like a $100,000 bonus, you know, and on $5,100 in spend if you do it all in travel and dining, which some people will be able to do that, some won't. Some won't be able to max out the the dining and travel category and others will will have no issue with it. You know, there are some things online and stuff that will code as travel that shouldn't or code as dining that shouldn't and stuff like that. So if you have one of those uh, things set up, then you can you can hit this pretty easily. But otherwise, it might be worth less. Now, the 50 point certificates you have to use in full. So if you book like a 35K flight, you're just going to lose it and you can't do it for two people. Like you can't do a two 25K flights. It's for one person. So that's another little hang up. But the cool thing is if you have a flight that's like 65 or 70K, you can pay uh, the, the difference in miles. So you can maximize that as long as you're doing something kind of bougie, I guess, um, or a round-trip flight uh, somewhere to, to the, out of the country. Uh, you should be able to take advantage of that. It's a little weird. you know. I can see from the outside saying, okay, well, there's too many caveats here, too many hoops to jump through. But that's sort of where you get the best deals, right? Where you are willing to like look at something and be able to see the value in it even though, you know, if it was just 100,000 miles, of course, that would be better, right? If that was just, they just gave them to you, but um, they're not going to do that. You know, they want to cause breakage. So yeah, I mean, having the certificate is is really good. It, it could be, you know, a business class flight or to your point, you know, part of a business class flight, it could be a round trip ticket. There's plenty of ways to use it. I don't know that I would sign up for this card without having a potential use, but I've used Aeroplan miles quite a lot in the past and I've found their program to be be perfectly good and you know there's also some good things with that card it earns what 3x on dining and grocery yeah uncapped and, too, which is kind of crazy yeah and you uh you also get some elite status their 25k elite status which gets you upgrades on air canada and stuff and then the ability to keep that with spend um i think they give you 500 bonus miles for every 2000 in spend 
So there's some other uh, interesting quirks of actually having the card and using it. Yeah, and they're supposed to be adding pay yourself back at some time, similar to the Ultimate Rewards program. So who knows what that looks like. Um, So that's something else that could be interesting. So the card actually has, you know, somebody commented on the card's review and was asking about the million dollar Global Plus uh, perk, which I dug through all the card uh, terms and I could not find it listed in the card terms, but it was widely covered when it came out. So I'm guessing it came from Chase PR. And that is saying that if you spend a million dollars in a year, you get a companion pass that works on any level of flight. And so you book like two flights with uh, points. So even first class, like international travel, and you're supposed to get that your companions uh, points refunded back to you. And that works for the year. You earn it in plus the next year. So it's weird. I can't find it anywhere. And I did like a good 20, 30 minutes of searching and I just could not track it down. So maybe I got to reach, reach out to chase on that, but that's kind of crazy if you think about it. If you have a business or something, and it's weird that it's on a personal card, a million dollars and spend on a personal card is kind of crazy. But if you could hit that, you know, in the first six, eight months because you have a business that spends, you know, 100K a, a month, which probably isn't even possible with a personal credit limit. But yeah, so there's all these weird things. Like, how could you even get there? I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like a theoretical <laughs> thing that, you know. They're like, we knows. want you to put this out there, but nobody's ever going to get it. You can't reach it unless you cycle five times a month. But yeah, it's bizarre. So rounding out the top offers, United Quest was the second best offer. The 90K United Miles after 5,000 spend in the first three months. Then the British Airways offer you talked about. Uh, then of Chase Sapphire Preferred comes in at number four. So it's just another reason that, you know, don't overlook those co-branded credit cards and especially right now it seems like those airline cards are really on fire uh, when it comes to the uh, to the bonuses the other thing that was interesting is you know you add up the total value basically looking at what you're going to pay in the fee what you're getting in value uh, what you could have got on a two percent card all this other stuff and these top offers are are consistently going over a thousand dollars it's just a reminder that bonuses are still higher than they used to be you know we didn't it used to be rare to see anything close to a thousand dollars in value on a sign up yeah, like think about the 100K Amex Platinum, how people fell over themselves to get that in the past, and now that's like nothing. Um, and then on, the other one that really stands out is the World of Hyatt card. Is like ever since they went to the 30K and then an extra point for $15,000 and spend, the, <laughs> the sign-up bonus is really kind of terrible. Uh, it's only offering a $480 value. Now, I, I know a lot of people will get that because of the, the status and the, the free night cert and stuff. But the fact that the uh, the welcome offer is so low, maybe they just realize that people are going to get it anyway just to get the uh, Elite Night credits after $5,000 in spend because the, the offer has been there. I thought it would go back at some point, but it's been like that for like a, at least a year now, I feel like. Yeah, hopefully, you know, Chase does rotate out and put cards into focus, so hopefully we'll see an increased offer there. But yeah, that's it's like you scroll down and you keep looking for it and you keep going down and down and down and down. And it's basically... It, what is it just above the freedom unlimited which is is crazy yeah and the unlimited is like just an extra one and a half on 20k in spend so it's only worth like a hundred dollars because it requires so much spend so yeah it's worse it's even worse than the southwest cards which usually those drop after they drop from their like 75k 60k offers they usually drop down to like 30k but right now they're sitting at fifty thousand after one thousand dollars in spend so that's probably the best like small spend value you know fifty thousand points after a thousand k or one k in spend that's your best bang for the buck but of course you know you want to usually wait and stack those for at the end of the year for the companion pass 
Yeah, I highly recommend looking at the article. We'll put a link in the show notes and you'll be able to see the chart so you can see exactly how he calculated the value, what to see, plus there's also card details down below. So it's a it's a good article to uh, kind of see exactly where Chase is right now. Yeah, and I should say, uh, I think Aeroplan just came out with like a devaluation. So I did put that into the point value, dropped it, it down a little bit uh, for that. So that is calculated in there in case you were wondering. Now, before we go, Mark, I was at the Holodome this week because I went to Six Flags St. Louis, and it's right out there. We're going to talk about it on the show in a couple months because you're going to go to the Holodome in November. So I and you know I know the Holodome was your sort of thing. You you sort of brought it under the radar of us. So I I'll wait for for you to go so we can both talk about our stay. But it was cool to to just go back in time and to experience that. I'll leave it at that. I can already uh, I was smell excited. the pool chemicals while you're walking <laughs> around the hotel. Yeah, there's definitely that smell of chlorine, and there's definitely humidity inside the holodome uh, in the summer. I think in November it'd probably be a little bit better when it's cold outside. It was it was a little warm inside there, but uh, overall, I was. That's a big reason that they're no longer because the humidity that the pool and everything creates like destroys the the wood and everything inside of it. So the upkeep and maintenance was so high. That's why they ended up either closing in the pool or just kind of like tearing down the whole thing. Yeah, I didn't look at like pictures. I was impressed with the property. I'll just say that. It was very, very interesting. And uh, we'll talk about that when you go in a couple months. But that's going to do it for this week's show. For Joe, you can find him at As The Joe Flies all over social media or asthejoeflies.com. Mark, where can people find you when they're not listening to this fine podcast? You can find me on Twitter at DetroitMark. Uh, email me, Mark, at Miles to Memories. Come in on any of the articles. I'll get back to you there. Or, uh, you know, Facebook message, join our Facebook groups, uh, lots of ways. How about you, Sean? Yeah, we have our YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Miles to Memories. We're also at Miles to Memories all over social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. As Mark said, we have our Facebook group as well. And then for everything we do, podcasts, videos, and posts, you can find everything at milestomemories.com. And as I said at the beginning, mtmpodcast.com, links to subscribe to this show leave us reviews make sure you say that uh, mark's jokes are five stars certainly that one he made earlier. joe doesn't have good humor <laughs> that's all thanks so much for listening talk to you next time bye hey, you can't go swimming we're leaving in like 10 minutes you jump you off the boat to go here? swimming can you guys go back inside? Oh my gosh. I'm going to leave all this in. <laughs> I would have loved to see if you had a... Um... Freaking hate recording outside. <laughs> yeah, because slapping your hand and the mic at the same time is totally because you're outside. I was killing a mosquito, dude. <laughs> that happens inside sometimes. <laughs>